Hello, hello, and welcome to Southernly Imperfect, where imperfections are perfectly welcome. Okay, so on to my grief series. Um, like I said, I've been putting a lot of work into this, or trying to put as much work as I can into it, because um, our family has had a lot going on, if I'm being honest with you. So, we, last uh, time... I taught, we were talking about the stages, and the first stage that I talked about was denial. This stage is anger. There's five stages in grief. This one's anger, and again, grief can be complicated, it can be ugly, and sometimes make you feel as if you are a bad person for feeling the way you feel, especially if you stay angry. Stay tuned for more after this brief ad sponsored by Anchor. So y'all, this is going to be the hard one because truth is going to be brought out that we sometimes don't like to hear. I know when I was making, coming up with all my outlines and everything for this, I was like, oh, Jesus, okay. Getting truthful. Getting smacked in the face a little bit. Um, but just keep an open mind. Keep an open heart when listening to this. Because it's something that, you know, we could all hear in some point in our lives. So, anger. You know what? I'm not even going to give it. The satisfaction of putting it putting it into a similar category. Grief anger is what I'm talking about. Grief anger is different from regular anger. I mean, it's the same, but it's different in its own way. Just like you and I, we're the same. We're human. We're flesh. We're blood. We're bones. But we have those individual ingredients that make us unique. Grief anger is aching and painful to the mind, the heart, the body, and can be damaging to your spirit. Grief anger can sometimes be confusing to people around us that we may encounter daily or even family members. We may be angry with the loved one who passed or God allowing them to leave us on earth. We could even be angry with the disease that took them from us. We could be angry with the situation we're going through by losing a house, finances, or a divorce. All in all, that is the dark, sad part about grief. It is crippling and tormenting. Now, I'm going to remind you that I'm not here to bring darkness to this. I'm bringing light to this to let everyone understand that you're not alone. You're not alone, period. When we found out that William had cancer, we were lost. I was angry with God because that was my son, my flesh and blood. God quickly told me that everything was going to be okay. I kept telling myself that surely if God said that it would be fine, I, then it was going to be fine. It was going to be okay like he said it would. But I never thought of God's will. God who is above all who I should answer to that was in control 
of everything. Let me repeat that. I never did think of God's will. God, who is above all, who I should answer to, he was in control. Now, I would say things off and on saying, I'm giving it to God. But was I really? I become became uh, numb to the outside world and put all my focus on William. With that came the root of anger, steadily, secretly growing inside of myself. Now, anger stems from when we feel like we have been treated wrongly. So if we feel we've been treated wrong, we can sometimes look to place blame. Now, the easiest target to place blame when we lose a loved one or when we lose a job or when we, you know, lose finances, the easiest target is God. Faith is in all things we cannot see that we hope for. So in our vulnerable moments, if I'm being honest or if we're all being honest with ourselves, when we are vulnerable, we lose faith in God's promises and the purpose God has for us. When we lose that side of faith, we tend to put God in a box. God does not belong in a box, period. And he don't like being in a box, okay? Even though we are sold out for God, it does not mean we don't get upset with God. I love God, but I just don't like him right now. I love this scripture in Proverbs 29:11. Fools give full vent. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring the calm. Now, after our son passed, the more I tried to praise God, the more I felt like I was running into a wall. I felt numb and just crippled at the pain. I was so heavy with anger, but I was still pushing through, y'all. I was still pushing. My husband and I, you know, quick, quick story. My husband and I wanted to plant a garden this year, except we wanted it to be a big garden. We wanted to share with everything that was going on with COVID and everything. However, we were presented with the unimaginable amount of weeds. It started with seeds and then only grew more, planted and sprouted more seeds, which then overtook our entire garden. Now, I look at that with anger, how anger presents itself to us. A seed of anger was planted, and no matter how much we tried to pull the seeds out by doing good, more seeds were planted, the seeds grew, and then we felt overtaken by the anger. Now, when I mean that more seeds were planted, we kept getting bad news after bad news. The more good that we still tried to do, the more deeper we tried to get in our word, the more anger seeds were planted in us that was a beautiful garden that me and my husband well he's not gonna he's not gonna say I had anything to do with it but the garden that my husband worked so diligently with I did help a little bit it was beautiful it was a beautiful garden we were so excited about it but now it's just weeds. Now, let me ask you, do you think God ever looks at us like that when we let the sin and anger overtake us? Like he looks at us and says, that was a beautiful garden that I made in my child, but right now I'm seeing a lot of weeds take over. 
Can you see that? Can you hear God say that? But because God's love is so great in us daily, he does work to bring the beauty out of us. That, that I am so thankful that God never stops for me, for you, for the person beside you, for the person you're about to come encounter with. God still works daily in us, bringing the beauty out of us, even when we allow those weeds to grow inside of us. We can then glorify him. Yes, we talk with God. Yes, we ask for forgiveness. But daily, God is placing people or objects or even remind us. Or, I'm sorry, reminders. Not, I mean, he does remind us. But even reminders in front of us to keep our eyes on him. Not to let the weeds overtake us. For the longest time, it was so easy to get angry. But now... Now, I have succumbed to the love of Christ that is a little more difficult at times to get as angry. I do still have moments where it will try and sprout up, but I quickly turn to my Bible or say a prayer to pull me back into faith that I have in Christ. A reminder, I always keep little notes or little nuggets laying around to remind me in James 1:19, chapter 1, verse 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. With that scripture and to be a better Christian, what does God desire from me? I love how it says human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So, what does God desire from little old me? I encourage you to go back and read in chapter 1 in um, <clears throat> the book of James. But I'm going to skip to the end and say this. In James chapter 1, it does talk about being deceived by the world, but to do what the word says, the word that has been planted in you. And then at the end, it says, keep yourself from being polluted by the world. When I read that, when I was reading James chapter 1, is anger pollution? Absolutely. Pollution is something that, it overtakes you. It makes it nasty. That's what I think about it. It's just nasty. Um, if you're grieving and you're in an area where you're out of control, you're vulnerable, and you are angry with the situation that you're in, if someone is angry about something else, aren't they polluting you and feeding into your anger? I don't, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't like feeling angry. What does anger really have for me? And ask yourself this question. What does anger really have for you? What do I accomplish when I'm angry? What do you accomplish when you're angry? If you answer nothing, then why allow anger to overcome the truth and the promises that God has in store for you? Anger gets me nowhere. Okay, and I'm going to go back real quick. Because that was good. Oh, Jessica, that was good. High five, girlfriend. Anyways, why allow anger to overcome the truth and the promises that God has in store for you? 
let that resonate with you for a minute. And I'm going to say, anger gets me nowhere. I know it gets you nowhere. Nothing but heartache. It gets me nowhere because I have broken my, my eyeglasses. I've put holes in the wall when I was younger and I had, you know, muscles. I've, I've lost all that. But that's beside the point, okay? I have put holes in the walls. I've lost relationships and bonds with um, people. And among other things, I did gain something from being angry. I know that sounds weird, but I did gain something. That's called stress. That's the only thing you really gain from anger is stress. Okay? And stooping down to somebody else's level. I mean, who, who's got time to, for that? You know, I'm five foot even. Why? Look, God said I'm fine at five foot. Why do I need to get at somebody's level when they, they're five two? You're fine. Stay at them two inches. God made me where I am because I am perfect. I am wonderfully and beautifully made in his image, in his creation. I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> but who needs the stress? Because I definitely don't. I definitely don't. Our family has changed so much this year, and I'm so grateful and thankful that God has given that, us that heart, and God has given us the means to keep going and to keep thriving, especially in his name. I don't have time for the extra stress. When grieving, you can become blind to the stages of grief. With grief, anger, you are very much blind and don't realize you're hurting others. And I mean, can we be honest with each other? You're hurting others when you're blind. And and, I mean, because you don't realize it. You're just thinking, I'm so angry at what's going on. They, the people that you're hurting, they're hurting too. So it's not just you. Let me say that again. You're not the only one angry and hurt because they are too. Now this was a slap in my face. If you're like me, I always thought, well, that was my son. So I have the right to feel more angry than they do. No. Actually, I don't have the right. I really don't. Because that is not the promise that God has laid before me. And God does not tell me that I get to have the right to be angrier than the people who love me that went through something horrible too think about that because that was a slap in my face when I was sitting there I was coming up with my notes and everything and that hit me so hard I've never it was it was God (laughs) I have to give that to God because that was not a Jessica right there because I'm a self I mean if I'm being honest I'm selfish you're selfish we're all selfish I always thought, and I'm going to repeat this because I really want you to hear this. I always thought that was my son. So I have the right to feel more angry because I lost my son. I have the right to feel more angry than they do when actually I don't because that is not the promise that God has laid before me. That is not what God is telling me in his word. I don't get the right to be more angry. He doesn't tell me to be angrier 
if we're going back to Proverbs 29, like I said earlier, fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring the calm. So no, I don't get to be angrier if I'm wise and I'm planted in God's word, like in cha- in James chapter one, if I'm planted in his word, I don't get that. I don't get that right. And neither do you. Anger can turn into sin and sin. Well, we all know. God has commandments against sin. Conviction. It's not okay. God's not about it. So neither should we. As Christians. And if you don't have. If you don't have that relationship with God. I encourage you right now. I encourage you to take this. Take other messages that I've given. And deepen yourself with God. Find that relationship with him because trust me, you're doing more harm stepping away from God than you are with God. Okay. I know this wasn't the most encouraging, but I do hope it shows you truth to change your ways and not give anger submission to consume your life. Do not. Remember the promises that God has for you. My favorite, my favorite promise is the land flowing with milk and honey. Y'all, I imagine a milk and honey bath calling my name in heaven. <laughs> Warm, because I don't I don't want no cold milk up in that bath. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? But I love you, amazing people. You're wonderfully wonderful. <laughs> you are wonderful. And remember that God loves you. And if you don't have a relationship, I mean what I say, that God loves you. In every book of the Bible, if you don't have a Bible, please reach out to me. There are ways. Trust me, there are ways to reach out to me. If you don't have a Bible, please reach out to me and let me know. Okay? Please let me know something. God loves you, and he says that you are worth more than any jewel on earth thank y'all for listening stay tuned to um, my other episodes on my grief series so thank y'all i have i hope you have a blessed beautiful and wonderful wonderful day yeah (laughs) i'll get it right in a minute y'all have a good one